Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a Sunday afternoon edition of the Our Big Show. Welcome, and I am here and happy to talk about some Rutgers football. The Scarlet Knights uh, went out to uh, Michigan, uh, fell 35 to 14 yesterday. I think uh, most of us uh, are happy or, or will be satisfied with that result. Um, Rutgers obviously showed. Uh, improvement over last year's debacle, 78 nothing. But it's not just about, uh, you know, going from 78 nothing to a more respectable score. It's just, uh, you know, uh, it, they were clearly outmanned in terms of um, uh, the size and speed and depth uh, of the two teams. But uh, they continue to show improvement in, and, and you see a, a different type of, uh, response uh you know one of the moments i think i, I was most proud of yesterday was you know down uh they fell unfortunately some circumstances a 21 to 17 and a half um uh, again I, I i don't feel there was a way Rutgers would have won this game but uh if things had gone a little different particularly at the end of the first half uh kai hester had a chance to intercept the ball that probably could have been taken back um i think that i would have put the score 14 14 and believe it it would have cast some psychological damage to to Michigan and and their new quarterback and the fans and would have made a, a little bit of a difference in, in play calling and uh, again I don't feel Rutgers has the offensive firepower uh, at all to win I mean even look at the total yards it was 471 to 195 um, again comparing to last year Rutgers getting first downs earlier in that game compared to what happened last year but you know they were not going to win but with that said um, there were a couple of plays here and there that could have been, made this even closer, and, and that's something where uh, you, you know you definitely have to uh, say is tangible. But back to you know the fact they said Michigan came out, pounded the ball in the second half. The score was twenty eight to seven, and, and, and Rutgers put together a, a gut check drive, scored a touchdown. Uh, you know it was twenty eight to fourteen, and, and you know uh, Michigan went back down, missed the field goal. You know at that point. It wasn't a game that was totally out of reach in late third quarter. So I think, um, you know, you can definitely, obviously we keep talking about improvement, but it's not just about improvement. It's about their particular positions and players. And don't want to go into that, but you specifically, but uh, you know, there's, there's 
one or two, three, four spots that if just better player, better athletes were in those positions, this game would be a different game. And and of course, even from the Michigan perspective, you know, you look at it, um, two years in a row where probably the best player in the field for them were New Jersey guys. So, uh, again, I always say I don't think um, our, our Rutgers is, is going to win battles for players that can go to Michigan, Ohio State, but, uh, you know, start winning the battles for guys that are going to North Carolina State, Pittsburgh, uh, you know, Vanderbilt, and and uh, those players replace some of the players you see out here, and these games are going to get a lot closer. But without further ado, I'm really excited to have um, Griffin Whitner. He's the associate sports editor at Targum Sports. Uh, and, and come on the show, first time on the show, has a lot of inside knowledge on the team. And, and I, you know, I want to do a recap of this game and, and the thoughts before we go on uh, and talk Maryland, because that's a big game coming up. And Maryland is a team that, that Rutgers has an opportunity uh, to, to get a W and also in an, in an opportunity, uh, you know, to take advantage of, of some circumstances that, that came on with moving the game from Yankee Stadium to, to Rutgers to High Point Solution Stadium. It's rare that things like this fall in the Scarlet Lights' favor, so, uh, you know, the need to take advantage. But without further ado, I want to welcome Griffin. Griffin, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jerry. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to, uh, you know, get get on this week, uh, do, a, do a short podcast, kind of looking back. At, at, you know, it was a loss. I, I think it's a little bit of a different game than, let's say, Washington, where uh, people really didn't know what to expect in, in the new 2017 version. And Rutgers went out and played well. Uh, and, and, you know, people were a little bit giddy, and you kind of were looking forward to, to – Eastern Michigan and what would happen there. And of course, stiff, you know, it wasn't the best of result. Now this was more of um, let's show progress versus the score last year. And, and I think they accomplished that, um, you know, now they need to now focus squarely on Maryland, but what were your thoughts of the game? And, and, you know, obviously where you see Rutgers is right now in terms of the rebuild. Yeah, uh, I was watching that game. I was, shocked in the second quarter when Grant had that long touchdown run and they tied the game. I thought going into the game that, you know, Rutgers had, had they had showed progress against Illinois and Purdue, but they were going to face an angry Michigan team and they were going to get beaten up and it was going to be another big blowout. And I was really surprised by how hard the team played and how consistently hard the team played. So after giving up that first touchdown, it's easy for them, you know, roll over. Uh, but I was really surprised that, you know, it looked like they were they were trying to win the game, even though it never seemed like a winnable game. You know, Kill was pulling out all the stops with those creative formations with Grant to get that touchdown. And it really, really surprised me the most out of anything in that game was that touchdown drive in the third quarter after they went down 28-7 to when they won 11 plays, 75 yards. Uh, you know, they had that huge third and long conversion when Rochino took a big hit and completed it to Washington and then that crazy catch by Hunter Hayek, and then they capped it off with a Gus Edwards touchdown. That showed me that, you know, that team that team's not going to quit and they're going to play hard. And that's something that you didn't see last year, not just the Michigan game, but the whole season. The last year, you know, Ash alluded to this in his post-game press conference, is that the team didn't fight for 60 minutes last year in all their games. And you're starting to see that this season, is that they're fighting for 60 minutes every game. And I think that's the biggest difference, and that's what really stuck out to me. Yeah, no, I, I and you're just echoing exactly my my sentiment. Of, you know, watching the game that that drive was was actually just you know very pleasant to watch. So, as you said, eleven plays, seventy five 
yards. Not you know, it's been a year of struggles on offense, but they put together a drive when uh, it was gut check time, and and it, you know, just show like you said that that this was this team is not going to go away. Uh, you know, like I said, a missed field goal there, and um, uh, if, if and another scoring opportunity would have came for Rutgers, it would have been a lot of uneasy people in that stadium. And you know, there's a long way to go in offense, but uh, you know, definitely you see that improvement, and and I think they start to make it a little better or easier. Uh, not easy, but a sell on, on when you're pitching, you know, say, Hey, look guys, you know, you know, you know, you're talking to a big time wide receiver and say, you know, uh, you know, we're one or two, three players away from here from, from that being a game, you know, let alone uh, beating the Purdue's and, and um, Illinois and, and, you know, potentially Maryland's of the conference, which shows that you can, uh, you know, belong in, in here. Um, in terms of the, you mentioned um, Jerry Kill, and I kind of agree with some of the play calling there in the second half where, you know, I even they threw a lot more than, than I expected. And, uh, uh, you know, what are your thoughts about personnel decisions in terms of uh, the wide receivers and getting some other guys involved? Uh, Hunter Hyatt obviously came in, you know, for banged-up Grant, but, uh, you know, different formations and different types of things that Rutgers have, fans haven't seen yet. Well, I think in, in terms of just, like, straight up personnel. I feel like Kill really has his hands tied. We've seen it all season is no matter who they put in receiver, they've struggled to get open. Uh, you know, Grant is really the only receiver that can get open on the team and we saw he ran a you know, he ran a vertical route and he had his man beat and Rashino missed him. I mean if he makes that throw, that's a touchdown. So I mean the issue for Kill right now is like the offense was at its best when Grant was doing the wild night or whatever you want to call it as the quarterback provides a run only look. Grant can throw the ball, but he can't make throws to receivers who aren't open. It's not a good thing when your only receiver that can get open is also arguably your best quarterback. So I think that there's not a lot that he can do. I do think he needs to continue to blend in simplified, you know, simple schemes. Uh, we've seen the crossing routes, the drag routes, get guys open into space. I think they need to establish more of an intermediate passing game. Uh, you know, we really didn't see, except for that one play on the touchdown drive, we didn't really see that much of Jerome Washington. I think they need to throw the ball over the middle to the tight ends more. Uh, I mean, they didn't have Blackshear yesterday because he was hurt, and as you said, they were missing Grant for a good deal of the second half. But, you know, when next week against Maryland, Grant uh, Ash expects Grant and Blackshear both to be healthy and ready to go. So I think next week is, and that's a winnable game against Maryland, who is last in the Big Ten in passing defense. They're really not a good defensive team. So you're finally going to get to see Kill for probably the first time this season really, really utilize an offense with a healthy Grant and a healthy Blackshear. And I think – you know, games against Maryland and Indiana where all of a sudden games that we thought were going to be losses in the beginning of the season are now potential victories. We're going to start to see more creativity, you know, trying to get the ball into their hands early and try to get them into space instead of just being, you know, one-dimensional offense where you run, run, run the ball and punt. Yeah, great point. I mean, um, I think you, you segue nicely into talking about next week. Um, you know, getting back to the Michigan, it's it. You know, they we, we uh, most fans will be excited, or I shouldn't say excited, content with with the outcome. Um, but it is time now to, to move on and getting you know you 
moral victory, but actual opportunity to, to win games here. And as you said, um, uh, Maryland and Indiana early in the year, Maryland beating Texas, Indiana going, uh, you know, toe to toe with Ohio state. It, it looked like it was going to be a tough year in terms of, of uh, Rutgers, even in the four or five games that you look at, like, Hey, these are winnable games. So um, it's a great point. Uh, and I think, you know, now are you hearing that Grant is going to be healthy? I mean, I know he missed a lot of time in the second half of the game. Yeah. Uh, after the game, I said that, you know, he, he re-aggravated his ankle, but they don't, there's no reason to think that it's serious. Uh, you know, I think if it was a closer game at the end and they really needed him, I think he would have been able to play through it. Not entirely sure, but uh, I mean, I would be shocked if he didn't play on Saturday, although I can't say that I'm confident he'll be 100%. And then on the other hand, Blackshear, Ash said that Blackshear was banged up and that if they really needed him, he would have played against Michigan, but they didn't feel that it was necessary since he hadn't practiced all week. But he's going to be healthy. Uh, they expect him to practice this week, and he should be good to go as well. Yeah, I mean, I think look, one position Rutgers is deep at is the running back position. Um, you saw them getting – Hicks involved on a big uh, conversion, third down conversion. So uh, it, it was no doubt the right move in holding back Blackshear. And uh, like you said, it actually it's it's an opportunity here to see what both Grant and Blackshear on the field at the same time. Um, you know, perhaps that even opens up an opportunity to see uh, you know some routes that deep routes or potential uh, uh, you know usage of like you said Washington over the middle. So um, definitely when you look at Maryland and, and Indiana's game last night, you know, yesterday, uh, 42 to 39, we're not going to be taking Maryland lightly either because they, they're able to put up, uh, they were able to put up some points when they've been struggling on offense. So uh, it's, you know, taking advantage of the weaknesses of both teams. I think Rutgers will know that, you know, they've been struggling passing that Maryland defense is one of their weaker points. So they're going to have to actually throw the ball to, to win this game. But, uh, it, it, you know, as you said, perhaps Kill has opportunity or weapons that he normally um, wouldn't have. So uh, this could be a, a chance to, to be a little more open with the play calling. Yeah, I feel like, you know, they've had Grant on this team. for This is the fifth year they've had him on the team. But it seems like, you know, I mean, look back to when Carew was on the team. That's a little bit different. But, you know, without Carew – they really didn't have another playmaker. So, you know, right now teams have been able to, when he's been healthy and before Blackshear really broke out, uh, you know, teams have been able to key in on Grant, especially when he wasn't a hundred percent and really take him out of the game on offense. And you've seen teams kicking away from him on special teams, you know, forcing Hicks to return the ball or doing short kicks, you know, not punting him the ball. So he hasn't had a lot of opportunities on special teams either. He did against Michigan and he almost broke one. That would have been a huge touchdown. I mean, I think the biggest thing on offense is, like, there there hasn't been – he's been the guy on offense. He's been their entire offense. So if a defense can take away Grant, they can take away the offense. But I think when you put him in there with a healthy Blackshear, that's two guys that are big-time playmakers that defenses are going to have to worry about. So, I mean, if they can get them both on the field and both healthy, that's going to create a lot of headaches for the Maryland defense because they can both make a huge impact in the running game and in the passing game. And, you know, as I mentioned, Maryland's passing defense is not very good. So just I would just really look for them to attack Maryland, you know, throwing the ball to Blackshear out of the backfield, putting Grant out at wide receiver, 
uh, maybe doing a little bit of that wild night offense with Grant at quarterback, just trying to find creative ways to get the ball in their playmakers' hands because that's something that they struggled to do this year. You know, I will say one thing about Grant. As you said, we've seen him for five years because we actually got the extra, you know, couple games last or last year, and, and and the play that he was hurt on was was a, was a just generic Grant in in a nutshell. I mean, just a beautiful run against Iowa. Um, where he, he, you know, he's not the fastest guy that you see. You've seen faster. He's not, you know, it, it's it's not necessarily just uh, cut and go either. It's um, the shiftiest player I think I've seen at, at Rutgers and, you know, just probably one of the shiftier players you've seen in uh, in college football. And, and even yesterday how he found that opening, it's just uh, pretty, pretty impressive to see. So, um, you know, appreciate it his contribution to, to Rutgers. And as you said, it's just, it's, it seems like it's just a little bit off this year, you know, whether it's like the shoestring tackle yesterday and not getting enough opportunities, but uh, hopefully uh, the opportunities come next, uh, next game. Now, I know from looking at your profile, you're a St. Peter's alum. Uh, I take it you probably know and seen um, a few of uh, Jonathan Lewis. What are your feelings of, the quarterbacking because, uh, you know, look, I know Rashino has provided a spark, um, but there still were plays and you brought attention to that, that streak across the middle with Grant where, you know, he fell back foot, really the pressure wasn't there. You hit that in stride and Grant's gone, you know, um, Rashino seems still, unfortunately, not a hundred percent to, to be a threat on running. Otherwise I think they would have called more running plays. Um, do you see, this being 100% Rashino's game, or do you see a little bit more of Lewis mixed in here, assuming that he's healthy? Um, yeah, you know, really the reason we didn't see Lewis against Purdue was was his health. He didn't really warm up for that game. Uh, so he wasn't really going to play against Purdue. And then there was really no point in playing him against Michigan. Uh, that defense is, is too good, and Rashino was a safe option. I mean, Look, Rashino hasn't turned the ball over in, in two games, and that's what really plagued Lewis when he came in against Ohio State is he threw two interceptions. And I think that's, you know, they're starting to realize that with Rashino in there, he's getting healthier, and he's actually improving. And, you know, you don't want to – there's a high risk, high reward with Lewis, obviously, and I'm not sure if he'll be 100% for the Maryland game, but I really do think that, you know, Rashino has showed that, you know, the last three games – He's gotten two wins. He got the team to play hard against Michigan. He didn't turn the ball over against Purdue. He didn't turn the ball over against Michigan, which is which is really impressive. So I mean, I think Rashino's took taking control of this job, and you know the team's seen what they've what they've won out of Lewis. I could see them, you know, maybe putting him out there for a couple running plays. But that play that I mean that play that Rashino missed to Grant, I'm not comfortable saying that Lewis makes that. Lewis just doesn't seem like he's ready to be out there throwing the ball. He has the arm strength, but, you know, he lacks the intangibles right now, the ability to read the defense and make and make those throws. So I don't think that's a throw that Lewis will make per se. I mean, he has the arm strength to get it there, but, I mean, I just don't think that Lewis is ready to play, uh, you know, an extended amount of snaps in the Big Ten. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, um, you, you know, we, we, I think everyone saw that play as just where Rutgers isn't at the quarterback position. Um, uh, you know, it's, 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 you're right. It's not where there's a guy on the bench, whether it's Bowen or, or, or Lewis, that can make the play either. So the key stat with, with, uh, 
Rashino is, is, is zero, and that's the number of interceptions that he has. So, um, you know, fortunately, over three games, it's 300 yards passing, uh, you know, and, you know, one touchdown. But it's the zero that's been keeping Rutgers in. And going back to last week against Purdue, you know, they went into a shell and, uh, you know, kind of waited for Purdue to, to lose the game. And sometimes bad teams do that. And, uh, you know, it, it happened to them last night in, against Nebraska. So, uh, yeah, I think in retrospect, it was the right, right way to go on offense. But uh, we'll see this weekend. And, and again, I think Rutgers, um, you know, what do you feel? You're, you're obviously on campus. Um, you know, it's early. It's Sunday. But, uh, you know, do you feel that people are going to take advantage of this opportunity to, to get this, like, extra home game almost and, and get out there and make a pretty good experience um, next Saturday? Uh, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, the, the general spirit around the football team the last two years has not been very good. Um, it has been good for the last couple of years, really. I mean, the students did a really good job of, of showing up early and loud for Washington and for Ohio state. And then against Purdue, the students, they were just a no show. I mean, that, that definitely has something to do with the fact that it was a noon game. So the 3.30 start will help. Um, you know, I think the biggest the biggest issue, if we're being honest, at Rutgers is that the students don't – not hardly any students actually care about the actual football team. You know, they go to it because, you know, oh, you got to go to all the football games. So not enough students are, you know, invested in the football team. Not enough students follow the football team. Not enough students read about the football team. And, I mean – that goes for all sports really is that not enough students are legitimately interested in the athletics program here and they kind of just go to go. And that's why you see so many of them show up late and so many of them leave early. And a lot of them don't even make it to the games because they're so drunk from the tailgating. So I think the biggest thing is that, you know, I think the students will go. It's a three thirty game. It's against Maryland. It's a team that they know. Um, and it's the blackout game. So I think they'll show up for, for this game. But, um, you know, I really think that, you know, the reasons behind students showing up and not showing up for games, it's not just strictly football. It doesn't help that the football team hasn't been good. But, you know, it's it's just that, you know, students here aren't as invested into the team as you would see at other Big Ten schools and other schools around the country. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely, definitely – um, it's definitely a topic of conversation that maybe we can definitely, you know, get on one another time and – uh, discuss that, but I, you know, I think you're right. I mean, it's not part of the culture yet. At uh, uh, you know, like where you have at, at you know, yeah, I was I was impressed at, at in Michigan, and I always am at how many blogs and how many uh, various sources of, 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 of information there out there. That there's so many people. I uh, myself have been out there. I have family in Michigan, and I, you know, when you go to the uh, grocery store on game day, uh, it's amazing like everyone it's on the radio it's on the, everyone has their michigan stuff and and these are people who are not even ever went to the school or, or you know i hate to say it, had no ties at all academically to the school but it's you know it's just a different culture uh in new jersey Rutgers, a lot of people there's a lot of different things to do with your time and and uh energy so um you're right but if they win i think more you come and you also have a good solid base of fans uh over uh, you know, non-students uh, that grow each year. So hopefully the 330 start gets people, you know, out there and uh, take advantage and, and the team continues to play well. But 
Uh, Griffin, I, re- I really appreciate you coming on. We definitely have to do this again. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, those who can find you at, at Griffin Wimmer uh, on Twitter. Uh, and is, let me know if there's anything else. Uh, you know, you're on Targum Sports. So where else can uh, listeners find you? Uh, pretty much Targum Sports on Twitter. Twitter is where I do most of my stuff. And, um, my Twitter is basically Rucker Sports. Don't really deviate from that. Maybe I'll tweet about the Eagles once in a while. But that's really about it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, or you can go to dailytargum.com. You can go to the sports section, and you can find my writing there. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on the show, and I uh, hope to do it again in the future. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for having me. Well, guys, appreciate taking time. We're listening to a uh, short uh, podcast, and this is kind of the format I want to do this year is uh, – short and quick podcast and, uh, you know, get it out. So if you're not listening and not subscribed, uh, do so on iTunes. I'll be show on iTunes. I hope to um, get out uh, another podcast before the end of the season. Uh, I'm sorry, the end of the week uh, where I will discuss and find the Maryland uh, uh, candidate to discuss the actual specifics of their team. Uh, I always like to touch base with Maryland. Maryland is, Similar to Rutgers, obviously came in at the same time. Um, another school that is in a large uh, metro area um, where they are fighting to keep players um, in their own area home. Um, so, uh, and, and there's a lot of talent around that D.C., that Baltimore area, Maryland area. So uh, it's, it's a lot like uh, Rutgers. So it's always interesting to check uh, base with 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 uh with Maryland. Um so we'll get that back. But but again, you know, I one thing I wanted to say, you, you know, I, it was uh it gave some hope again last week. Uh well, I'm sorry against Michigan to see the performance, uh how a team, you know, that plays hard from zero to sixty, uh and when the players come back and I keep saying stressing that come back. Uh you know, you can turn on the T V right now, it's a new score Brandon Coleman had one of his best, uh, longest plays in the NFL. Um, there were the NFL. Rutgers was producing NFL players, and uh, it's they're struggling in the Big Ten. Not only because it's the Big Ten, uh, they will, you know, they would have struggled with those guys against these Ohio State teams um, against last year's in Michigan against this Penn State. But uh, when they had those players, things would have been a lot different in these type of games. So, uh, as keep stressing that, uh, it's it's not just the Big Ten; it's the talent level that's there now versus what was there before. So, um, if you can start to imagine what Rutgers would have been uh, if there was uh, a few more players sprinkling this game yesterday, you know, things could have been a lot different. So, again, we'll talk later in the week. Um, this is all you fans, Jeremy, and appreciate you listening.